Welcome to the East Haven Men's Ministry Podcast. My name is Jared, the Men's Director at East Haven, and I am joined today with the one and only Pastor Andy. How are you doing, sir? Good, sir. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm sitting in his office right now, and we are in chairs holding our microphones, so I apologize (laughs) for any unintentional bumps to the mic because we wanted to be comfortable, and comfortable we are. We are. Yeah. So at the time that we're recording this, it's the very end of January, and uh, coming off of a typical busy holiday uh, at the church, it's definitely a busy time. How are you doing, sir? Doing okay. It's a busy time in the life of our church, even after the typical busyness of the holiday season, Thanksgiving and Christmas season, wanting those times of worship as a church together to be special and impactful for people that attend often. And then, as we know, there's many that, that come and are a part of the services over that time period that, that uh, don't often attend. Uh, and so we are working hard to make it something that's impactful for people that are walking with Jesus every day, but at the same time for those that this might be the first time that they join us in worship for six months, a year. That's got to be a hard balance to, you know, and I think about that too, just in one who consumes sermons at, uh, whether it's a podcast or here at church, Mm -hmm. like, you know, some churches depending on the style of the pastor, um, that's even hard from preaching perspective of like, how do you, how do you provide an environment for people, whether it's worship or, um, you know, or, or the lesson or whatever's being taught that is edifying and helps grow somebody who's been there for years, but also is something consumable by somebody who that might be their first time in church. That's Mm -hmm. a, that's tricky. It is. It is. And I think my main goal as a gather team, all those that are involved of in participating in and leading and creating those environments for uh, the congregation together, I think the main thing is authenticity is the biggest thing for us. It would be worshiping the Lord wholeheartedly and helping lead and point others that are followers of Christ to him during that time. And those that maybe have not given their life to the Lord or are, are, are searching more than anything, our hope is that they are able to see true worship, see followers worship the Lord during that time. And not necessarily, uh, I say with air quotes, dumb down yeah, our relationship, or or where we're at, or uh, content and messages, but for them to be blessed as they watch Christ followers worship during that time together. Yeah. Now, I I, I want to spend a, a moment just kind of bringing people behind the the curtain of what the worship team does. Now, I serve on the camera team with the live streaming that takes place during the 11 o'clock. And so I get to attend a pre-service meeting. It's not the only meeting that that team has as they practice together and prepare and all of that stuff, but mm-hmm. it's the pre-service meeting for 11 o'clock. And so 
as a person who's not on the actual band or on the stage, but is behind the scenes, I get to see a lot of, of what is going into the heart of worship that's taking place on stage. Mm -hmm. And it's really cool to know that our church is not just, you know, they're not just throwing a bunch of, of songs in a hat. Which one are we going to do this week? You know, and, and it's like a jukebox or something (laughs) like that. It's, there's a lot of thought that goes into not just the songs that are going to be chosen, but why we're singing them, where our hearts are at, or not mine, because I'm behind the camera and not behind a microphone, but where the hearts of those performing are at and performing those songs, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is a form of worship, Mm -hmm. just in the sense of the rest Mm -hmm. of us out in the crowd singing. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciate like Mm -hmm. that it's not just random songs like these songs are thought out and the intentionality of those that are out on stage performing is really thought through and so i just wanted to kind of publicly put out there that there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes and i appreciate that thanks man appreciate it yeah i think sometimes there's a there's a stigma or stereotype that the team rolls in 10 minutes before and things just magically happen yeah (laughs) and that isn't always the case ever actually that's not the case yeah yeah and there's always things that come up but yeah it takes it's a lot to to manage a team a rotating team for you you know you're Mm -hmm. more consistently up there than everybody else but we do have a pretty consistent team um but there's there's different people sometimes and Mm -hmm. it's different dynamics and Mm -hmm. it takes a lot to orchestrate that Mm -hmm. yeah i would say um, what what you see when you sit in with uh, the musicians and the vocalists on Sunday morning, um, you're you're looking at volunteers who are giving it probably about ten hours on a week that they have committed to participate for the weekend, um, and yes, I, I wholeheartedly agree, and I think my philosophy is to. Um, help the worship ministry, musicians, vocalists, and I would even say you involved in the tech side too. Every person plays a really valuable role in creating that environment for people to connect with the Lord, and you do too. And and never wanting us to get so focused on the, the production side, we care about excellence, we care about it being something that we're proud of, but the most important thing is the heart and making sure that we know why we are doing what we are doing. And we're not just there executing songs. We use that phrase a lot. Yeah. Executing songs. No, we are there to create an environment where people can experience and connect with Jesus. And really, we want to get out of the way as best that we can. And so we spend time together as a team. You're a part of that. Um, Talk in Bible study together, and yeah, interacting together, yeah, having a a small Bible study before going up on stage at eleven. I mean, really, just prepares the heart for getting up there, and and that's tricky. I mean, when you're out in the crowd, I mean, you know, that's where I spend most of my time mm-hmm. is singing along. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not a huge fan of my own voice, but I do like to sing and express my worship to the Lord. The musicians on stage and even the vocalists have mm-hmm. a lot more going on in that moment. And and it's got to be tricky to to be able to 
to have excellence in that as a, as a form of worship, still worshiping at the same time and not get caught up in perfectionism or anything else that could take place that would make it about the execution more so than the worship. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we talk as a team about that often, um, almost kind of a twofold or duality of what's happening during that time for us as we are leading. And when I say we, I mean all of us. I strongly believe that it's not just the main leader or a person with a microphone, but everybody on that stage is leading and they are worshiping and showing the congregation this is how we can worship. Uh, We talk about that often, that there is a role that we have, a responsibility. You know, we have to play the music correctly. We have to work hard to uh, not be a distraction. But the other side, and we've been praying about this a lot the last month, six, eight weeks, uh, is Lord, help us to have a moment with you. Help us to be confident enough in our responsibility, whether it's singing or playing or uh, running sound. Help us to be prepared and confident enough in that role so that we can worship, so that yeah. we can do that. And I think what that does is it helps to unify the worship team with the congregation that we together are worshiping. It's not the worship team doing something at the congregation. Yeah. Like, here you go. It's no, together, let's go. You mentioned um, the the production aspect of it, and you know there are churches with very little production. You know, it's a couple people on stage with some instruments, and then on mm-hmm. the flip side of that is very overproduced. Or I don't know, I, I say overproduced for that church. It's probably accurately produced, and they like it that way. But you sound like you do not like it. Well, no, I mean, there's a time for light shows and and fog machines yeah. and all that stuff. I sure. mean, you know, if, if I'm at a concert, I like it. It brings the vibes and, you know, you definitely mm-hmm. feel, I don't know, whatever. But uh, as far as that being the common thing every mm-hmm. weekend, mm-hmm. like that overproduction or I don't know, what what's your thoughts on just the full gamut of that without becoming a person who's <laughs> condemning other churches because I don't want that to be part of the conversation. But where how are how's our balance as a church? Like mm-hmm. how how do you feel like when you're thinking about adding something? Here's a better way of stating it. Mm-hmm. When you're thinking about adding something to the stage, mm-hmm. whether it's a person or a thing, what what is leading that decision? Mm, good question. Um, I think what's leading that is, um, I mean, obviously spending time with the Lord and asking the Lord, what, what do you want? What's next for us? But I do think, uh, there's a cultural component. What, what is the culture of East Haven? Uh, what are things that I know, uh, and in my limited understanding of the culture, I mean, of East Haven, what are things that I know would be, um, polarizing kind of things. Mm-hmm. So I'd say in my time as a leader here at East Haven, I have um, tend to be pretty moderate, especially in the, in the worship area. And when we say worship in this instance, we're talking worship through music. Yes. Um, moderate, because I think worship through music tends to be one of the areas that can be the most polarizing. Yeah. And I'll give you some examples. Uh, too quiet, too loud. Too yeah. slow, too fast. And even in the last week, I've received uh, 
uh, feedback um, in both directions. Too okay. fast and upbeat, and then in the same, almost in the same token, too, too reflective and too slow. Yeah. So uh, too slow, too fast, too loud, too quiet, uh, too many words, not enough words, you know, just on and on and on. And so and as I'm making decisions, I'm not to say that fear of feedback is the main driver, but the understanding that demographically and culturally we are pretty diverse. And so what we are adding, I've got to think through filters of what's that going to do for uh, culture and people's understanding presently right now of yeah. what worship is. And yeah. many people, uh, in for years, the conversations I've had with people on and off, many people have certain like line in the sand kinds of things. If Got you it. add this, then I'm out. Yeah. Or if you add this, then I'm done kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so I, a lot of it is culturally just trying to... Um, read where people are at. That was going to be the main thing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a challenge too, because I, I mean, just everybody has different music likes and dislikes and, you know, some may think uh, an electric guitar mm -hmm. is, is edgy mm -hmm. and having that in mm -hmm. worship is edgy. Whereas, you know, some people may, you know, be more comfortable with more Seven Eleven style worship. Seven, uh, what, 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 seven what song, seven words sung eleven times. Oh yes, gotcha. Yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> have yeah. you heard that one before? Yes. I hope I you have. have. Yeah, I just okay. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I had to throw that in yeah. uh, during this podcast. Yes. Um, yeah. So I mean, it. I that totally makes sense. Like, what is the culture of our church? What is our and and that takes you really understanding our church body, and uh, and understanding more so than like, okay, what is Pastor Andy like, and what do I what do you want to put out there. But what does the church respond to? Yes, and that's where I went back to. That's what I was saying. I try to be pretty moderate. I mean, I even in this podcast, I might not, might not tell you not to be dodgy, but I might not tell you what what my heart preferences are because sure. it doesn't matter necessarily. Yeah. And I think if anything can come from this conversation is helping uh, you to realize and people listening that uh, preferences are not right and wrong, uh, I sometimes get concerned about the uh, moralization of preferences, that we we make our preference something that is a hill worth dying for, or the preference is the thing. And, and yeah. I, I think it's important for people to hear that moderation is important, and I try to do that as well. And, and um, well, yeah, I mean, you know, I've... I've witnessed that I think in in different weekends here at East Haven. Like sometimes the songs are a bit uh, faster, maybe more wordy, and then other times they're more simple. And I think that that's a good balance to have those types of songs because some of the more wordy songs, while those words carrying a lot of weight and having a lot of meaning, can mm -hmm. sometimes be a lot to to sing back, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and some of them can even be more technical for some of us out who uh, are not, I mean, our singing extends to Sundays and that's it or Saturday nights. Yeah. And so yeah. it's, it's gotta, it's gotta be a good balance too. Uh, and that's gotta be a tricky line to walk just to, to, you know, keep everybody happy without making that the deciding factor. 
Oh, it is. It is. Because, I mean, I, I do feel like the Holy Spirit's leading me towards this song or in this direction and that we need this moment in in our time together. I I, I uh, hold or carry the responsibility in a lot of ways of putting words and thoughts and ideas in the mouths of many people. We're all yeah. singing these songs together. Yep. And yes, I take it pretty seriously and pray and give considerable amount of time to thinking through uh, where we're going, where is the the main focus of the sermon, the passage. That, that ends up being a big part of uh, selection process. Mm-hmm. Though, you know, some weeks are much more connected to the sermon than other weeks. And, yeah. you know, thankfully, the Lord uses it either way. Yeah. Uh, I'm thankful for that. But yeah, there's a lot of factors that go into... Um, what we end up singing together uh, on a Saturday night or Sunday morning. A lot of it depends on what I'm hearing from the congregation and the people I interact with throughout the week. What are struggles? What are things that people are struggling with? And what are things that they need to be singing about? Sure. Uh, what Circumstantial around uh, the valley, circumstantial in terms of what's going on in, in our church. Um, and we... Uh, need to sing about maybe uh, the reminder that God is a comfort or that mm-hmm. God is in control. That That's a theme the last uh, probably 18 months. It's yes. been a big one, I yes. think, to remind us. And so you'll see, you'll see that theme often in the songs that I select, but also even thinking about trends in music now, I think you see a theme in many of the, the major writing collectives now a lot of what they're writing about is reminding us yeah. his control mm. he still is mighty he still is um on his throne you know i mean the song yeah. that comes to mind is the mac brock song still in control yeah the one that i think that has been a blessing for many uh, including me so what is it about singing back the words that adds to uh, that makes it different than just reading them mm-hmm. in your opinion as mm-hmm. like a as one mm. who leads worship and mm-hmm. it, what's your thoughts on that yeah good question i think um it's just a, a one i would say it's another avenue to express love to god mm-hmm. and and that might get us down the road as we talk about what does it mean for for a man to express love that is not connected to a woman or his wife yeah. and go down that road. But I think the idea of uh, expressing love to God, um, and uh, there's a teaching term called TPR, total physical response. Okay. This idea that if we uh, want to communicate something, if I'm, I'm talking to you and, and no one can see this, but like my hands are moving like a mile a minute, I'm moving yeah. my hands, I'm using yeah. physical actions to help uh Communicate and mm-hmm. what's that called? Nonverbals. Yeah, nonverbal communication. <laughs> nonverbal communication. Yeah. I'm using my hands. Uh, we're we're in, we're nodding to each other. We're interacting. Uh, we're using inflection. We're using all these different tools to help communicate. I think in the same way, singing is a complete physical response to um, our experience with God. It's a way that yeah. we can completely give ourselves back to him. It's a way that we can use every part of ourselves, not just our minds as we're reading, but expressing outwardly 
uh, truths about who God is. And, and mm. we better be singing about the truths of who God is during, right. during that time together. I think that's, that's right. a big thing for me, um, being able to express. What, uh, what scripture comes to your mind that, that maybe encapsulates that a little bit, like us speaking back to the Lord? Uh, is it Psalm 95, uh, Psalm 95, 96? Sorry to kind of put you on the spot there. No, it's great. I've got a Bible here. That's so good. I, this is not like <laughs> completely memorized here. That's but all right. Ascribe to the Lord. Yeah. Where am I at here? Psalm 72, Psalm 119. Psalm 96, uh, verse 1. Sing a new song to the Lord. Uh-huh. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Declare his glory. So verse 1, 2, and 3. Mm. Sing, sing, declare. And then in verse 7, 8, and 9, you see the words ascribe used three times. Ascribe to the Lord, you families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord. Ascribe. So there is a there's a, a, a using your mouth component yeah. to to our interaction with the Father, that that expressing our love to him. One other one? Yeah, go for it. So uh, you're already you're already there. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say so in in trying to bring this back to uh, just men and the way that men yeah. worship cuz yeah. not that we're all the same and we all worship the same. Yeah. Um but you know, if if you if you were to look out at mm-hmm. the crowd, there might be less men singing than uh I don't know if it's 50-50 or what the percentage would be, but there's definitely some men that struggle with singing. Um, you know, I, I tend to at times. What are your, like, what would be advice or something that you would give to to them? And maybe that's just really understanding that scripture that you just read. Um, do you have any personal yeah. thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think <clears throat> spend some time... Uh, reading through the Psalms and see the amount of times that we are asked or commanded to sing. I, what I'm personally, and that struggle is not the right word, but challenged with thinking is we have no problem saying you need to be praying. You need to be reading your Bible. These spiritual disciplines that we see all throughout Scripture, and we're taught these. Um, but do we sometimes look at singing as a, oh, that's for me or that's not for me? Yeah. Kind of idea. And I, I am not here saying um, you must sing. Sure. And, and I, obviously I'm the singing guy. So, yeah. so I, I, there's an emphasis there, and that definitely is something that is a heart thing for me, and I, I love to do that. But I, I would encourage us to think about that. Is this something that we can just say, explain away, and say, oh, that's not for me. I only pray, or I only read the Bible, read, read, my, read the Word and pray. Or is this something that is a bigger, more important part of our faith, in, in terms of expressing our love for him, it's just a growth edge for m- many of us. Yeah. Two, two, I would say, um, <laughs> how much of it is I am concerned about what people think about me. Yeah. I, I will say I hear often, not often, once a month, interacting with people from within the church that will uh, communicate 
a desire to, I wanted to stand but didn't, or I wanted to do this but didn't, or I wanted to, I wanted to, and I usually say, you should have. Yeah. And I, so my one of my thoughts here is how much of it is I'm just concerned about what other people think, and so I want to say to anyone listening is just that if you sense the Holy Spirit asking you to sing or to stand or to engage fully. Yeah. Don't say no to that. I have grown in my expression of the Lord in, in, in worship times, and it's it's amazing to be able to just respond to him as uh, I, I feel like he's leading me. So I would hope that uh, our men feel free, even if they're not super comfortable with their voice. Because really, I mean... I don't think the Lord is super concerned really about how our voice sounds. What he's concerned about is, and we see this throughout the Psalms as well, a heart condition that yeah. is in love with the Lord and that is ready to come out. It's ready yeah. to come out. Third thing I would say, and this has been a big a big um, nugget for me the last probably four to five years, is the realization that there are different kinds of personalities. Sure. And those personalities will worship differently. Two yeah. examples. David, when the Ark of the Covenant is coming back, we, we all know that story, right? He's yeah. dancing with all of his might yes. so much that he's he's running around in his underwear dancing, right? <laughs> and so it, you, you, you get a sense that there's a bit of a personality yeah. there, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and you got men or women are like, that's not, I'm not doing that. That's yeah. ridiculous. I'm not putting myself out there like that. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Think of the woman who anointed Jesus' feet with the lotion. Yeah. Another powerful expression of love to the Lord. But in our, we don't have time to go through it like every yeah, piece yeah. Of this passage, but a different flavor, a different, a different moment. You, you, you think quiet, you think reflective, yet some similar traits are happening in both of those. And one of them is, I don't care what people think. Yeah. I don't care. I'm going to give it all to him. Mm. So, so those things are happening even though the worship outward expression does look different in those two examples. And that's been really yeah. good for me to uh, be reminded of that. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I, I'd even take it to the step of, I mean, the majority of the things that we have to overcome in life in general, a lot of it is similar to that. It's overcoming mm -hmm. a self-consciousness mm -hmm. or some something mm -hmm. preconceived, like, well, I can't do that or mm -hmm. whatever, uh, whatever the thought in the mind is. Um, taking that step, that leap of faith in regards to whatever it is, is, is just part of, part of life just as much as it is part of worshiping the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Uh, may I say one other thing about that? Yeah. Yeah? I would, I would encourage us to be open to what the Lord is asking us to do. I will never forget when I was probably mid-20s, I went to, I was uh, leading a college ministry in Connecticut. So that was my first call to ministry, working with college students. And I went to a bigger college ministry uh, a couple hours away at another church, and I'm being led in this in this service, and I'll never forget the the preacher was preaching uh, a message, and he stopped in the middle, and he had us write down a letter to God. Hmm. So in the middle of a sermon, doesn't happen very often, yeah. right? 
we were writing a letter to God, and it was a new way of expressing my love to God. And ever since I did that, my personal prayer life time with the Lord has involved writing. Yeah. And it never would have yeah. if I hadn't responded, been open to what this this preacher was asking. Yeah. And so just background as to where I'm coming from in terms of sometimes trying something new or getting out of your comfort zone can open something that you never would have thought would have been helpful for you or a blessing to you or a blessing to the Lord. And it has changed literally the fabric of my walk with the Lord. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. And, and gosh, I could, we could do a whole episode on, on writing and what that's even done yeah. for me. There's, yeah. there's something yes. about even in prayer, like speaking, you know, we just got words flying out of our mouth. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we just feel like we've got to ha- continue to mm-hmm. speak to the Lord. But when you're writing, there's intentionality there. You're mm-hmm. writing, you're, you want to complete a sentence. You have to kind of formulate a thought and it, it's, it's an interesting thing yeah. for another conversation, but yeah. Um, yeah, to to put a uh, bow on top of our conversation sure. here and and bring this episode to a close. Um, I I appreciate what goes in to to a worship scenario within a church because it is a preparing of our hearts. It is mm-hmm. there's a purpose to why it's done at the beginning because. You know, if someone just gets up there and starts speaking, a lot of times we're just not in the right headspace. And so really taking worship serious when that moment, uh, when it's time for that moment at, at church is, is really just a positioning of your heart to be opened to what God's Word is, is going to say to you. Um, do you have any encouragement mm. for people as they come into the church on a weekend any encouragement? Yeah, yeah. I think um, often, even in what we say, our verbiage yeah. communicates something. And I think too often, churches, our church, we, other churches, we communicate that the moment we hit the one, boom, music's going, worship begins. Yeah. Like, oh, man. Uh, we got to be real careful about that uh, because worship happens in so many ways. It's truly a heart condition. So yeah. worship continues. Yeah. Worship continues. And so I've been praying uh, with our teams the last couple of months as if we're preparing at rehearsals, Lord, may you help us continue to worship you through the rest of this week and continue over the weekend. And I think that's helped me to have a better perspective. And when I say get more out of, that sounds really consumeristic, Yeah. but to be blessed and deeply uh, connected to the Lord uh, not just in that 60 to 75 minute block of time, yeah. but it takes on a different meaning and um, a different, it, it means more if you have continued worshiping throughout the week. And sure. I'm experiencing that even the last two, three weeks uh, that as I draw near to the Lord, the time that we spend as a community together uh, is more beneficial and uh, more meaningful. So I would encourage us to be prepared when we come and sometimes it's not, it's yeah. not possible and we are so distraught with things we got going on. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, our weeks, our lives mm-hmm. are a journey, a path down, whatever that road is. And, sh- and we should let 
our Saturday night or our Sunday be an opportunity to realign ourselves and get back. Maybe we're a little bit off path. Mm -hmm. Maybe that week got us way off path, Mm -hmm. but can we use this moment as a realignment, Mm -hmm. starting with music, something that involves multiple senses Mm -hmm. and, you know, hopefully, and, and we're able to express to the Lord through song and then through the message where we're able to Mm -hmm. receive from the Lord and allow the Holy Spirit to do some work by highlighting different things to each of us because mm-hmm. God's word is alive and it speaks to us differently yeah. uh, and individually um, so that we're realigned and that we go back out of the, the doors out into the world or whatever and hopefully stay more on path through that week and more connected with the Lord, worshiping throughout that Absolutely. week as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you taking time. We, we try to keep these around 30 minutes and we usually end up around a few minutes after, but, um, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. So, uh, thanks for being here with me. I'm actually in your office, so it's the other (laughs) way around. Uh, thanks for letting me be here with you. Sure. I hope uh, that those of you listening enjoyed this episode. If you have not yet subscribed to the podcast in your favorite player, whatever that be, Spotify, Apple, podcasts, whatever. It's there. Thanks for being here, and we'll see you in the next one. Take care.